Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Hi, this is Deborah Butler, and thanks for joining me for People Know Stuff. And today, I am happy to have Susie Beaumont with me. Susie knows stuff about taking it on the road with a pop-up camper. and. Susie is going to be sharing her experience with that and what she's learned along the way, which she'll be really encouraging because it's been a great experience for her. Right, Susie? You bet. Thanks for having me, Deborah. Yeah, Susie, I'm really happy you're here. Um, And I know you're going to tell us, you're going to start by telling us about how you ended up taking it on the road. And then I think you'll probably finish by you know, I think it, you you and I've talked and one of the things you really want to be clear about is that it's it's an experience you're having as a woman and as a woman on your on your own and as you take it on the road. And so I know you want to offer some thoughts around safety and also some thoughts around encouragement as you share what you've learned. So Susie. Thank you. Um, I, well, I came at this uh, as a single woman who is an outdoor enthusiast and a tent camper in my younger days. And I sort of aged out of that. Um, I had a senior dog and my dog had some special geriatric needs. And one of those was air conditioning. So that was all the excuse I needed to, to buy a camper. So it w- maybe it wasn't you who aged out. It was your dog. That's how I like to say it, right? <laughs> and um, I ended up buying a pop-up, and this is the kind that you tow behind with your vehicle, and it has a lot of creature comfort. Um, that was eight years ago, and I've spent 50 days averaging on the road per year, so I feel like I've spent a lot of time and learned a tremendous amount. I also had some great adventures with and without the dog and met some wonderful people. Is your dog still with you? Uh, no, I'm starting on a new one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <A> new dog. <laughs> All right. So uh, I feel like this is this RVing in particular is or or camping with a vehicle is uh, kind of traditionally male dominated, and and it seems like there are more and more women uh, getting into it, and they um, they come from different walks of life and approach it differently. So there you have the uh, young career women who can do telecommuting and work from anywhere. Um, you have middle-aged women who, um, are sort of reinventing themselves or doing a life change and look for looking for travel and adventure. And then I'm seeing a lot of seniors in retirement who are choosing this as a nomadic lifestyle, um, at the end of their, after their careers. Uh, they come at it from different angles too. You can do anything from car camping in your minivan all the way up to having a great big rig and the size of a bus. And uh, it doesn't have to be super complicated. It doesn't have to be super expensive, though it can be. And and are you seeing where, um, as you say, really wide range of age groups with women? Um, yeah, yeah, that that's and and. As you also have said, a contrast to what we previously thought of in terms of the camper lifestyle. It it almost 
you know, has a stereotype in the past of being the retired couple. Absolutely. And, um, a, you know, a division of labor that is very traditional, where the man does the driving and takes care of the logistics and does the setup and the woman does the cooking and decorates the indoors of the camper. And so there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but it's, it's, but it, it's, there's no one to divide the labor with, you got to know how to do it all on your own. That's right. Yeah. Luckily, there are some resources, which I'll talk about later. Um, but I think that one of the, the exciting thing about it is that uh, you, it offers a kind of relatively inexpensive way to travel and have adventures. Um, everybody who camps loves the outdoors, and we all share that. Whether you're coming at it from you like to sit by the fire with your friends or you want to have great grilled meals or you want to get out there and hike and bike and paddle. This is a means to that end. And I think that the communities that I've run into uh, have been, we all share that. We share the love of nature and the outdoors and it makes for a lot of camaraderie. And I think, you know, the communities that you run into have been from our discussion, both planned and spontaneous. That's true. Uh, Personally, I enjoy music outdoors and there is a community of those people, for example, who get together for events, a very friendly atmosphere where there are a lot of campers of various ages and it's family friendly too. So that's an example of a planned um, community and more spontaneous ones might be just who you meet while camping. Right, right. Yeah. And I think, you know, you can confirm that, and this is really what you're saying, you're meeting more and more women while camping, more and more women who have decided to do this on their own and from various age groups and various, you know, places in life. That's right. And I think from the the impression I get from talking to people and from uh, my online communities is that there are quite a few women who are doing a pretty major reorganization of their life. You know, they might be a middle-aged person who's entering a new phase, maybe recovering from divorce, or maybe an empty nest person who is really doing a, uh, was really doing an adventurous thing by, by means of this type of travel. And uh, it is a lot to learn and there's a lot of logistics, but the confidence and happiness that comes from mastering these skills, um, really to me that that's part of the game. You know, it's fun, it's adventurous, but it's also, you're learning. That's great. Yeah. That's a meaningful point that it does inspire confidence and, um, you know, you're able to do something very independently and you're able, I guess, to demonstrate to yourself, Hey, I kind of have a level of freedom and mastery that belongs to me. That's right. And and personally, I, I like that more than I would even admit. <laughs> so I just did. <laughs> I was well, admitting it. <laughs> a, a, a little story. Uh, on one of my early trips, I was, I set up the camper. I was sitting on the ground with my instruction manual, trying to light the pilot on my hot water heater. And a man came along, an older gentleman, and he was a little sheepish, but he wanted to help. So he said, excuse me, my wife 
sent me over here to see if you need help. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we laughed and I said, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And thank your wife. Uh, but I have to learn how to do this myself. So I'm going to sit here and read the manual <laughs> until I get it. And you did. And I did. And they, and they were, they also became, you know, friendly, friendly friends. Oh yeah, definitely. So nice. Part of the spontaneous community. You bet. It's it's a good example of um, you know how helpful people are a lot of times in that community, and also a good example of determination to be a member of the community with skills and competence that support your not needing to rely on the kindness of strangers. Mm-hmm. That's right, because there's a there are. Um, there are quite a few things to learn in terms of, of uh, safety. If you're driving a big vehicle or if you're, especially if you're towing, um, I tow with my car and I've just, I've had, I've gotten help from the people who sold me the camper in the first place. They helped me set it up. Uh, I've gotten help from reading the instructions (laughs) and from the people I met along the way. And also the online communities that I'm a member of. So I don't want to minimize the need for safety, uh, both with the vehicles and your personal safety. But it's I just want to make the point that it's quite doable. And yeah, are- yeah, quite doable. And I think what I'm hearing you say is it's not something to just, you know, take lightly as far as the level of preparation and learning that make it doable. I would like people to be serious about the safety part. And, you know, you can take lightly whether you have brought enough ice or can make a nice sandwich, but um, towing a vehicle on the highway is something you need to prepare yourself for. Yeah. And how do you do that? I mean, certainly with practice, you get better. But because I, I just recently talked to a woman who actually bought a small little trailer and has expressed, you know, kind of a sense of resignation that she'll probably never really travel around with it because she's very uncomfortable with driving it. Um, How do you learn to carry it, to tow it? Sorry sorry to hear that. You know, my experience has been that it's surprisingly easy until you make a mistake. (laughs) It feels like I'm driving my car with nothing behind it. But, uh, and I was I was also fortunate that I came at this from a, I had had some experience driving uh, with a trailer, but um, you can go to a parking lot, an empty parking lot, and practice. Yeah. And the hardest part is backing up uh, yeah. or parking, and you just learn it. Right. With practice, you get better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and what else do you want to say about safety? Because I know that we had both agreed that's something you've learned about and something you definitely wanted to share. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, the other aspect of safety is your personal safety. And uh, particularly if you're a solo woman, we do have um, a little bit of a, I want to say an innate, it's not innate. Women women have to watch out for themselves and their personal safety. And we do know already, we already know a lot about how to do that. But you don't want to run into like an aggressive bear or an aggressive human when you're out in the woods by yourself. And there's a lot to learn that way and how to defend yourself. But what I want to say is that the campgrounds I've been to uh, have been just always felt safe. If I'm camping, if I'm just pulled over at the side of the road, that's not a happy feeling 
you don't want to camp there. But if I go to an organized campground, whether it's a state park or a big commercial campground or a little mom and pop, I've always felt like people were looking out for me and like the people who are there are people you want to be with. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is from your experience, you would highly recommend uh, being overnighting in in a formal campground of some sort, whether it's a state park or a small operation or a corporate or or operation. Exactly. Especially if you're new to this, stopping camping at a rest stop is not something I want to do. Right. Right. When I already have other things to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably your number one recommendation for safety. In addition to learning how to drive your vehicle through <laughs> yes, whatever method okay. gives you confidence. And yeah. What else? What else about safety? Well, one of the hazards of camping has always been the creatures. And um, people are, tend to be very concerned about bears. But I found that if you keep a clean camp and you follow the rules of the campground and t- take note of any notices, campgrounds will tell you there are bears in this area. They are active at night. You need to put your cooler away and uh, keep a very tidy campsite. And for heaven's sakes, don't leave your trash or your dog food out. And if you do all that, you're not going to have a problem. It's different in different parts of the world, but in my experience, for the most part, those those habits that campers develop about clean and tidy campsites help a lot with the safety in terms of the critters. Yeah, that's a great, just very simple piece of advice. Um, be mindful of the cleanliness of your camp, the the order of your camp, and yeah, don't invite outsiders because of your sloppiness, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Contain your sloppiness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mind your sloppiness. Well, why don't you just kind of wrap us up with some thoughts about um, how to connect with like-minded people building intentional community? I I, I feel like you're, you've been very encouraging around um, expecting the best from those who are at the campsites and spontaneous community being something that really kind of comes with this type of activity. But what about those, you know, planned communities and and ways to to um, be be able to meet up with us? Uh, sure. I, the, <clears throat> it's a little ironic that we go out in nature to to get away from our phones and our connections. But uh, my best communities are online. And um there are specific groups for people. For instance, I belong to a group for people with just my particular model of camper. And if your refrigerator goes out, you get online and ask people, what do I do? And can I do it? Or must I pay someone else to do it? And you get all these answers and encouragement. Wow. So a community based exclusively on the type of camper that you have. Great. Yes. And another one is uh uh, called Van Life for Senior Women, only senior women who, I mean, they're not, well, they're inclusive, but they're geared to senior women who are making this big change and using vans as opposed to campers. Um, there's another group that's just for people who want to ski, snow ski, and these people want to be able to camp in the dead of winter in the mountains. And so 
the best way to build an online community like that, in my opinion, would be to um, get with search for people who have the same interest as you. So, in so like you would just you would do a search on different variables that you might get a match on, like the type of camper, the destination, um, you know, just what as many variables as you could find that would match. And there are groups for it. Exactly. And they tend to be people who love what they're doing and like to give advice and encouragement. So and are and these are they generally groups that meet through Facebook or are they are there other windows through which you can meet these people and find them online? Or are they I mean, I ask that just as a point of curiosity myself. Are they typically Facebook? My, for me, it has typically been Facebook. Yeah. And you say so you would do your search on Facebook. If that's what you're into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would. But yeah, so it depends. But uh, what the other thing I found I wanted to mention is the women's groups tend to be, um, again, these are on Facebook. They tend to be supportive in both a logistical, this is how you do this and this is what you need, as opposed to or in addition to a, a, some emotional support, you know. Okay. You're afraid of this? Well, we'll we'll talk you through it or what do you, you know. Oh, what wow. do you make you feel better about what you're doing? Yeah. So emotionally encouraging as well as technically informative. Yes. That's great. Because women can do both. <laughs> yeah, yes, they can. Um, well, what else? Because I feel like you've really given an overview and it's been, you know, really encouraging and, and that it has been a really rewarding experience for you. Is there anything else you want to share before we close? Um, just that. It doesn't have to be overly complicated depending on how you choose to do it. And it doesn't have to be crazy expensive. It does take some work and commitment to to do this lifestyle. Yeah. But there are resources. Right. There are resources. And as with all undertakings, it's a good idea to investigate and and get as much information as you can. Yes. Yeah. Well, Susie, thank you so much. Absolutely. I, enjoyed, I enjoyed hearing about um, your experience and, and I do um, appreciate like how, how many people feel like they can move in this direction and how many people you're sharing it with. And thanks for, for being the spokesperson for the adventure. Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line.